The first act. The beginning. Dear friend, I'm going to try to go back to the very beginning now. Bear with me. I'm not quite sure how people do this. Tell their whole life story. Where does one start? I suppose the answer is different for everybody. For me? Well, I'll begin with this. Ruth Andrews is a song. Keith Andrews is a storm. And my brother and I took pieces from both of them. My mother tells me she's always had a special relationship with music. In fact, she's been known to proclaim on at least a few occasions that music is a part of her DNA. Throughout my childhood, she would explain it quite poetically, saying, Music is in my bones. It runs like a mountain river through my veins. It's in every fiber and every fold. It seems to dictate the rhythms of my thoughts and actions. <laughs> As a kid, I used to laugh when she'd say that. I thought she was being silly or perhaps intentionally dramatic. But now, I get it. For her, music is everywhere and a part of everything. It's a connective tissue, a life force, a storyteller. Over the years, the songs of my mother's life would tell the story of her life. It began with classical music. The songs of Beethoven, Bach, Mozart, and the like helped bind those strands of musical DNA together from the very beginning. This music was welcoming, calming, and comforting. It carried Ruth safely as she grew from a little babe to just beyond. Then came jazz and blues, the syncopated sounds and beats, perfectly fitting for a happy little girl. She'd listen and peacefully observe the world around her. Everything Ruth saw was a picture of near perfection. A loving mother cooking a special meal for the family. An adoring father she'd exchange flowers with just about every afternoon. Two little brothers gleefully joining her in a spontaneous song or dance just before bedtime. These were the sights and sounds of her earliest memories. Beauty. Laughter. The joys and wonders of life. A musical merry-go-round. Peacefully going round and round and round. And around the next corner she found rock and roll. The music of her youth. Listening and experiencing the anthems together, these seemingly timeless tunes would excite and inspire Ruth and her brothers. Songs like Hound Dog and Johnny Be Good would ignite their imaginations and fuel the energy needed to run in and out of trouble with their neighborhood friends. Rocking and rolling from one adventure to the next, they felt free. They sometimes fell fast, but always they forged on together. Motown would then take over my mother's teenage years and represent both the best and worst of a changing world. She began to see the people around her a little bit differently, especially her father. When they were getting along, my Papa Williams would sing Motown classics like My Girl and How Sweet It Is to Be Loved by You and lead Ruth in a father-daughter dance, as if practicing for her wedding someday. But when the two of them were at odds, a different type of tune would play. Their relationship grew more and more frayed, and the melodies they sang found themselves completely out of tune. Their songs became screaming matches, and my mother felt like she lost every single bout. Songs like, I Don't Know Why I Love You, were only part of the soundtrack of broken bonds and hurtful words, the sounds of both anger and sorrow that often ensued. Melodies like The Tracks of My Tears became a living metaphor for those opposite realities colliding. 
By the time my mother was an adult, the pop music of the day would help her discover parts of herself that were far too similar to those of Papa Williams. She grew fearless, rebellious, became the life of the party. She became a fighter. Ruth wasn't going to back down from anybody. She wasn't a little girl anymore. She felt like she didn't need her daddy's approval. But she was still searching for approval somewhere. My mother found it in all the wrong places and all the wrong people. Seedy bars and sketchy nightclubs welcomed her in with open arms. And she reveled in it. She thought herself a strong young woman who was just looking for a good time. A drink here or there couldn't hurt anybody, right? Dancing and singing the night away to hits like Hot Stuff brought out the best in Ruth. Or so she thought. Turns out this same music also had the ability to remind her of the continued abuse the world could thrust upon her. The first man my mother found herself falling for was like a tsunami. From across the bar one night, she saw him coming. To her, he appeared a slow, gentle wave, ready to take her on the most unforgettable escape from her harsh reality. But Chuck turned out to be quite the opposite. There was an undercurrent Ruth couldn't see. Unlike my Papa Williams, Chuck used more than words to deliver his beatings. The waves he brought could do more damage than she ever imagined. And before my mother knew it, this seemingly sweet man became her worst nightmare. He was indeed a storm, one that starved my mother like a drought, beat her like a hurricane, and nearly killed her in more ways than one. And that's when my mother found gospel music. Spiritual classics like Amazing Grace and I'll Fly Away paved a new path for Ruth. They were like the morning after a soft rain, full of peace and renewal. That's when everything changed. My mother had finally found the right song, her song. Soon after, she also found God. And then, my mother found Keith Andrews. My father tells me he's always been fascinated by storms. You could say they're a part of his DNA. Word has it, he used to bounce in his crib and scream with joy any time one came around. They were like a song he loved dancing to. From his earliest memories, he's been transfixed. Sometimes with excitement, sometimes with fear, Keith would watch storms building and wonder what their impact might ultimately be. See, my father learned all too well that storms can give or create life but also damage or take them away. The storms inside and around him seemed to have their own rhythm of opposites over the years. It began to really take form when he was a little boy. He remembers going fishing with his father, my Grandpa Andrews. He's often said those were the best moments they shared together. In fact, the only time I can remember my father smiling when speaking of his own is when he recalls these fishing trips. It was their special thing. His two sisters were never invited. It was while sitting on the edge of a glistening pond or an expansive lake that seemed to go on forever that my father remembers his fascination with storms evolving. It seemed like every time we were out, he's told me, we'd get hit by an unexpected storm. First time it happened, I just knew that would be the end of our fishing trip. I figured your grandpa would pack it up and wait for the next clear day to try it again. But to my surprise, he said we weren't going anywhere. It's this next part of the story that's always gotten me. My father would say, you know what your grandpa told me next, Eli? He looked me square in the eyes and told me that fish love the rain. They love a good storm. According to your grandpa, storms bring the fish up to the surface. They bring them out of hiding and into the light. 
the story always ends the same way. And just as my father said to me, I'll say to you, let that be a lesson to you, son. Now I've heard that story so many times I can recite it word for word. But it's those last few words that have taken me so many years to fully understand. I suspect the same was true for my father. Away from the fishing hole, my grandpa Andrews didn't try to impart much wisdom to Keith and his sisters. Perhaps because he knew he didn't have much to share that was worth a damn. A harsh reality when your thoughts are guided by addiction and your actions are beholden to the vices you use to express it. Addiction becomes abuse. Abuse becomes a habit. And habits tend to become tradition in a family. Imagine that. A tradition of addiction and abuse for Keith and his sisters. And they didn't have a say in it. Not in the least. My grandpa Andrews was so addicted to gambling and alcohol that even Christmas became one of the worst days of the year. His tradition was always the same. He'd take his year-end bonus, gamble it all away, get angry, nasty, drunk. And I mean angry. And I mean nasty. Stumble into the living room, start tearing all of the gifts apart, knock over the tree, knock over the furniture, knock over anything and anybody in his path. Nobody was safe, not even on Christmas Day. Not my father, not his sisters, not even my grandma Andrews, who was always the one trying to calm him down. One year, when he was about 13 years old, Keith finally tried to protect his mother and sisters. I say finally only because he had always wanted to protect them but never knew how. My father should have never had to, of course. But that Christmas, he just couldn't take it anymore. He had to put an end to it. So he grabbed one of the guns from Grandpa Andrew's rack, pointed it directly at his head, and told him to never lay a finger on his mother or sisters again. My grandpa smiled, brought the gun even closer to his head, and said, You think you a big fish now, huh, son? Finally decided to come out of hiding and face the storm. Well, guess what? That's exactly when the fish gets caught. It's kill or be killed, boy. I know my next move. What's yours? Just then, Grandma Andrews picked herself up off the floor and ran over to them screaming, Keith, what is wrong with you? Put that gun down and show your father some respect. That broke my father's heart. After that, all Keith could do was run. He ran away from the internal storms, the anger, the resentment, the disappointment the firestorm that was my Grandpa Andrews. He ran toward the external storms, the tornadoes, the blizzards, the forest fires, the storms that were exciting and dangerous, powerful and miraculous. Chasing storms made Keith feel like he could face anything. Running away from them made him feel like a fish in hiding. Too often, it seemed, that's exactly how he felt. Like a fish afraid to come out of hiding and into the light. But then, my father found Ruth Williams. Together, they found their new song. By the time they found each other, my mother and father were both in need of an entirely different rhythm. They were tired of running. They were tired of hiding. They were tired of needing but seldom finding a soft place to land. My mother and father quickly discovered they could use the songs and storms from both of their lives to start a new one together. And so, they became each other's shelter. They became each other's greatest song. From then on, 
they would face life together. They would build something better. Dear friend, this is where my brother and I come in. Letter number one. Mom to Johnny and Eli. My dearest boys, I'm so excited I get to say that. We just found out we're having another boy today. Jonathan, you're going to be a big brother. We're going to name him Elijah. As we prepare for him to get here, my spirit is telling me to write this letter. There is so much I want to say to you boys. First, I want you to know that mommy loves you very much. I will thank God for both of you each and every day of my life. And I will always be here for you. My hope is you will always be there for each other as well. May you be a light to one another and the world around you, even in times of darkness. I also want you to know that your daddy and I want the very best for you, boys. We want your childhood to be full of love, laughter, and opportunity. We did not have the easiest of upbringings, but eventually we found our way. We found each other. Sometimes that's all you need, the right person to help you through. There's always a way, my dearest boys. Your daddy and I will always try to help you find yours. My father, Papa Williams as you know him, was very strict with me and we didn't always have the best relationship. He dealt with some personal demons over the years, many of which I didn't understand until I was much older myself. I realize now his demons were his alone to bear and were never meant to be placed on my shoulders. It took me a long time to come to peace with that. My father always had an enormous amount of love for me. He just didn't know how to express or show it at times, especially when trying to deal with those demons. I feel very blessed to have a great relationship with him now. Grandpa Andrews was not always the man your father and his sisters needed him to be. Fortunately, you'll come to know and love a much better version of him. But he wasn't always the funny, happy man he is now. Growing up, your father and his sisters dealt with abuse and watched the man who was supposed to be their shining example in life deal with his own very dark demons. It was a long, hard road for him to travel in order to overcome those demons, and he was very fortunate that his family stuck by him and helped him through those dark times. They had every right not to. The most important thing I want you to know about your daddy is that he is extremely loyal and extremely kind. His heart is pure and his soul and spirit absolutely beautiful. I already see his heart and soul in the two of you. It makes me so proud. And your daddy made a decision early on in his life what kind of father he was going to be someday. He was going to be a good man from the very beginning. He was going to show his kids all the love he had in his heart. He was going to work hard, lead by example, and do anything and everything he possibly could to provide a good life to his family. You boys are so very fortunate to have such a shining example. And finally, you must know that what brought us all out of darkness into the light and beyond our struggles was faith. Faith in God, faith in each other, faith in ourselves. We couldn't have done it without our faith. I pray every day for the gift of faith in your lives. And your daddy and I will do everything in our power to teach you God's gospel and God's love. In our family, nothing is more important than knowing and sharing that love. It is what defines us and carries us through. Now, you boys won't be reading this letter until you're much older, of course. But I needed to tell you this while it was on my heart and mind. You are my light, 
even in times of darkness. And I thank you. With all my love, Mom. <laughs>